Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. by Ferguson, hold by Martin, kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good, no good wide to the right. I felt overall it started up front. We allowed them to be a two-dimensional offense in the run game in particular and hit some big runs on us, and that was not like us throughout the other parts of the season. I don't think it's a big change. I think it's just, again, we've got to find a way to score one more point than they do. And every season, if you don't win, it's, it's a failed season. That's the nature of the business. You know, there's one happy team at the end of the season, really. And when it's not you, and you're so close, it just it sucks. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio. 550. Very much a uh, them's the breaks vibe in post game from the Bills. Jeremy White, Sneaky Jody Biasi, good Monday morning. Buffalo Bills football Monday is brought to you by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at Northwest.com. And joining us on the Western Hotline is Mr. Sal Capaccio. Good morning, Sal. Good morning, guys. Not a great morning, I guess, but, um, you know. It's a tough one, obviously, in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, it's funny. We had somebody ask, what's this one titled? And I don't know what yeah. the answer is. I, I, I don't feel like the, the field goal kick defines the game really at all. I don't know how you felt about it, Sal. I felt like a, a made kick from Bass was a death sentence. I don't know how much faith you could have that their defense could stop Mahomes with that much time and two times two, two timeouts. Like, so, you know, they missed the kick. To me, it was like, all right, well, it ended now instead of in five minutes when they were going to line up for a 27-yarder or whatever it might be. Um, but whatever, it didn't have to happen that way. What, what, to you, as you zoom out, what is the game to be remembered for? Um, the inability to stop the Kansas City Chiefs pretty much at all the whole game and having to just completely you know, not make any mistakes on offense. And then they did make a couple of mistakes and they – basically added up to losing the game. Uh, so that's to me, when I when I think back at this game, I think at about basically the fact that they had, you just said it, Jeremy, like there was no faith, right? If you make the field goal, what real faith do you have that Patrick Mahomes is going to be stopped when it just hadn't happened all game? I mean, they got gashed on the ground badly. And the defensive line was not there the whole game. Zero sacks. Two quarterback hurries, hundred and six something yards of carry. I mean, that really to me was what controlled the game and did not allow the Bills to really be in control until after the first couple series, maybe. Now, that said, it's not completely on them. Of course not. Drop passes, right? That's what I'll think about. I mean, that, that Stefan Diggs drop was 
literally right in front of me. And that's just a catch that he normally makes and he should make. So those little things. You know, you, and you always want to kind of blame it on something, pin it on something. I think there was all those things. But to me, and, and again, I mean, the injuries, of course, hurt. They're not an excuse, but they are a reason. I mean, you know, when you're going in and you have to have A.J. Klein covering Travis Kelsey and you have to ha- have you have the depleted group that you have, but they weren't depleted up front. And um, and that hurt. You know, you got to be you got to be able to stop them a little bit more. They just could not stop them all night. Sal, the offense. Let's start with the offense. I know you went to the defense. We'll get there, but you know, Josh Allen plays a game that I think most people are happy with. You mentioned the throw to Diggs that was there. He had throws to Sherfield that were there, but the lack of a downfield passing game. Maybe yeah. it's not that big of a surprise because it had been a couple months like this where the offense gets by, but the passing game is not where it normally has been. And to me, I don't know, it seems like something they should want to fix going forward. I mean, injuries are in there, but just execution of a downfield passing game, this was throughout the game. It was very clear they had nothing down the field. Yeah, the Chiefs had eight plays of 20 yards or more. And if you look at those plays, it's their their longest plays were Mahomes passed to Valdez Scantling. Mahomes passed to Valdez Scantling. Mahomes passed to Kelsey. Right? You, these are these are their top plays. The Bills had. Do you guys know how many plays the Bills had of more than twenty yards? 20 zero yards or more. They had zero. Zero. And in fact, their two longest plays were Josh Allen runs of eighteen yards and sixteen yards. Otherwise, 15 yards was their longest offensive play outside of Josh Allen run. So it underscores your point. You're right. It hasn't been there for a while, Jeremy. You're right about that. Um, for sure. You, know, you want to fix it going forward. But right now, I mean, we're sitting here on January 22nd. There's no fixing it for tomorrow. There's no fixing it for next week. Right? These are big picture discussions that we're going to have over the next several months. Things are going to change. Um, it hurt them. I think in the second half of the year, but they were finding ways to win because they leaned on their defense and they made a few critical plays when they needed to. They won some close games. You play a team like the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and you give them what they're trying to do on offense, you got to be able to have a response. They just couldn't do that. And when teams are nickel and dime, what do we say all the time when that happens? Hey, teams are going to force the Bills to be nickel and dime, nickel and dime. You know, and eventually they'll make a mistake. And and they did in this game. And you know, and, and I don't think they played a Really bad offensive game. They made some mistakes, but Josh was very good. They ran the ball really well in the first half. That's another thing that happened. They just couldn't run the ball in the second half. They were controlling and dominating the line of scrimmage in the run game in the first half. Over five yards of carry. Second half, like less than three and a half yards of carry. So, yeah, th- those things all mattered when it came time to trying to make a play in the second half, and they couldn't do it. Well, then that was their downfall, right, Sal? Like, once the run game was the Chiefs kind of cue in on that a little bit, and I, I noticed that they started to play more one high safety than they especially did yep. in the first half. And at that point, it's, okay, time for your receivers to make some plays down the field or else you're going to have nothing. I mean, if if they're going to continue to stop the run. And that's one where, you know, you don't expect Diggs to be a part of this, but he is, where you, need your, you just need your receivers to make plays, and they didn't have the guys out there to do it. Yeah, it's been the question we've had all year, right? Which is, which is it? Is there something going on with the design and the concept? Is it the players, you know, not getting separation? I think we can all kind of look at all of it. But I think this game underscored the separation point. And even when you, so, and Josh had to be kind of pinpoint accurate on some of those. And he kind of was, right? I mean, I think, I guess the the Sherfield one where he dove, you could say it wasn't the greatest pass. 
I mean, I still think it was a very catchable ball. He put it in a really good spot for him to kind of have to just kind of move away from the defender a little bit. I understand he had to dive. It hit him in the hands as he's diving. He had it. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Allen's, I mean, I'm sorry, Stephon Diggs. I mean, you can't have a better ball than that over the shoulder. And that's one that Stefan has to come up with. So when they had their shots, Josh put it in the spot. And then, of course, at the end of the game, <clears throat> it's just unfortunate that you know Josh couldn't get into that throw. I know a lot of people are talking about having Stefan over the middle, and I get it. Like, but Josh saw, you know, you say, "Well, look at Stefan Diggs was open." You know who else was open? Khalil Shakir. You know, and if, and if Josh hits him, that's a touchdown, and you want to score. And I know you want to ideally score with no time left, but he ha- he saw him, he had him, and he just he just couldn't step into the throw to make it. You know, Sal, as we kind of marry all these ideas together, uh, for me, it's about the kind of game they wanted here, and. McDermott talked about keeping Mahomes off the field. They won time of possession. They ran almost twice as many plays as Kansas City did. They wanted to run the ball. They wanted to be a ball control team. And this is represented to me in 10 run calls on second and four or less, where if you're trying to get something going in the passing game, you're trying to get one of these big 20-yard plays, what better time than second and two? And the Bills on 13 second and fours or less, ran it 10 times. Like, to me, the game plan was conservative. You know, we talk about fourth down calls a lot, but all in all, it was a very conservative game plan, trying to keep Mahomes off the field, trying to keep the game close, and ultimately, to themselves, they had a, they had a season-low eight possessions in this game. So it's, it's part roster and personnel, and it's part approach. They did get the game they wanted out of this. Right. And look, I... Yes, and and they lost the game, and and I don't disagree with you, Jeremy. Like when you do that, you leave little margin for error, right? And then they had the error, and that and I think that's the overall issue. But I also understand the point of why you'd want to do that, considering you have such a depleted defense. I'm like, hey, if we can control this game and not turn the ball over, not put our defense on the field against Patrick Mahomes, we'll have a chance. The problem is you bring in the fact that it becomes such a tougher game for margin of error. Um, and they did a good job mostly on those runs. I think in the second half, obviously, that was when it started to bite them a little bit. And then even on, you know, the second half and, the, and a couple of first down runs, they they ran the ball early on first down. And it, you know, the right after they get the touchback, bam, they're back behind the sticks, like second and what thirteen or something like that. There's a run there. Right, they get down in the with two minutes left. There was a run that didn't go anywhere. Maybe it was a pass to James Cook, like a short one, um, either one. But they now you you make it tougher on yourself. So yes, I, I agree. They. We could definitely criticize they just made it too conservative, and that gave them little margin for error. But if you step back, I understand why you wanted that game. You wanted that game to be like that because you had a depleted defense, and you probably didn't have a ton of faith that you're going to just stop Patrick Mahomes all night. So if you can control the game and end the and end drives with scores and give them less time to have the ball, then you're giving yourself maybe a, a more of an opportunity to win. So I, I could see that part of it, but I just think it gave you too less margin of an error. Was was a lot of the depletion, Sal, and the struggles on defense from the linebackers in this game, in your opinion? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, it just seemed like there were way too many runs that got out to the second level. I, Joe, I mean, it's hard for me to say without re-watching the game, but I'll say yeah. I just I don't know where the D-line was. Like, this D-line was so good most of the year, and they were – they, they couldn't get any pressure on Mahomes, and I don't know if they were the ones getting beaten in the run game or if the linebackers weren't getting there, um, but it just seemed like there were way too many holes. They ran that. They, they look like the Bills, how they run left to right a lot of times in that, that little pull, and, and um, 
you know, Pacheco just had so much room. It seemed like every time he ran, he got to the second level, and then you're trying to make tackles. They missed a few tackles, too. you got to make tackles. They had a couple times that they did get close to Mahomes, especially early in the game, didn't get him down. Um, so probably, Joe, but I think the other part was there were a few times where you saw, like, Travis Kelsey, you know, um, you, you know, you, maybe you have A.J. Klein on him or there's a little busted coverage. You know, the, the Chiefs knew. The Chiefs knew the Bills had some depletion there, and they attacked in certain times. And then, um, so yeah, it's tough to say. I I think that if you have Terrell Bernard, maybe a play here or a play there goes differently. I'm not sure. I'm more disappointed in the defensive line production and the lack of defensive line production after what we saw this year because they weren't injured, they weren't hurt. Do you you know the not that you get a ton of tackles from a D line anyway, right? You don't normally get a ton of tackles, but only one defensive lineman had more than one tackle, and that was Von Miller who had two. That was it. Yeah, that is. I don't know if there's a trend from that that you can even take. It's almost maybe a, a coincidence. I don't know, but it is. Is that not three games in a row where the Bills have been eliminated and we're wondering where the defensive line was? I mean, that certainly Sal was the case Cincinnati against Cincinnati. And they played a bunch of backups, and we thought they would yeah. have their day, and they they didn't. And we remember that they reacted to the the thirteen second game where they couldn't get to Mahomes by signing Von Miller. So right. it's three years in a row where. That's a that's a unit that they they invest in and has had success, and the day after the season ends, we're kind of wondering where they were. It's crazy too because if we all said to each other, "Hey, what's been the you know let's rank how good the units have been this year," they'd be right at the top of the list, right? They've been so good all year. They've been leaning on them, and I think going into this game, even I remember kind of thinking and saying in pregame maybe. Hey, you know what? The linebackers are depleted. You got a couple injuries in the secondary, but you know what? You got a good D line, and they're at home. And you have weak tackles, tackles that at least have been pretty weak at times, I should say, for the Chiefs. I just thought that that group would be able to, if not dominate up front, at least really make it tough on Kansas City, and that never happened. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. We'll get some calls in with Sal. Justin in Maryland. Hey, Justin. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, By the way, if this game doesn't prove we need to draft a wide receiver in the first round, then nothing will. But that's for a conversation for another day. Uh, Why we lost. Honestly, to me, first, we need to stop taking the ball out of Josh's hands in critical end-game situations. If you're going to run, the only person that should be running at those moments is Josh. On the last few critical drives, Cook is losing yards or picking up one or two yards, putting our offense in a really tough position. Josh is your best runner in those moments. Next year, if I was the OC, I'd tell Josh, don't take the ball or don't hand the ball off. If you need to run, just run it yourself. And secondly, this might be highly controversial. We talk about playoff Josh. His stats are insanely awesome in the playoffs. And this is just my opinion, but I don't think that's coincidence. If he played with the same discipline and eliminated the unforced errors in the regular season as he does in the playoffs, he'd be MVP and we would have the one seed. If he treats the regular games like he does the playoff games, in my opinion, he easily cuts his INTs in half. We lost this game in large part because we lost critical players against Pittsburgh, and we could have avoided it altogether if Josh treats the regular season games like he does the playoff games. I was wondering what your thoughts on that were. Well, Justin, my thought on that is, I don't know, I would have traded an interception for eight yards per pass. Hmm. I mean, the, mm. the idea that they won the turnover battle. <laughs> they lost. It's, a, it's another one of those examples where, you know, they didn't oh, turn the ball over at all. That's right. They won the turnover battle. They're out two playoff games. Yeah. Right. I don't think I don't think they did against Pittsburgh if I remember correctly. Right. 
And on the um, one seed, I, I, I mean, it's back-to-back years where you lost at home. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, what's right? Well, being the one they, seed, what would that mean? Are we just would delaying you, it a week? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Kansas, you're playing Kansas City next year. They come in as the four, and you're the one. And what happens? Or Burrow comes in, or I don't know what they would do against this Lamar team. What would they do? Would they play a conservative game? Would they would they want Allen to, to manage the game and take care of the football? I mean, 16 throws behind the line of scrimmage, that's the number one reason he didn't throw a pick. They didn't They didn't even try to push the ball down the mm-hmm. field outside of those three plays, which were drops. I mean, he even did, <coughs> he did well on those. I, I don't know, so Sal. The, I, I'm not too hung up the, on, on how he needs to play any differently. I, what, what I want to do is make sure that he has everything he could possibly need at his disposal. And it's a second consecutive year where it's very clear he does not have those things. I agree. The caller started with, you got You can't take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. I look. I understand. Like they had a run at the end. I didn't agree with, and you know James Cook gets stopped. Guys, in the final drive, they ran fourteen plays. Josh Allen was a part of twelve of them. They only had two where he wasn't. He either threw the ball or ran the ball on twelve of them. I believe. I tried to count it here mm-hmm. to make sure. But they had fourteen plays. Here it is. Ready? Is how it started. Allen pass. Allen pass. Allen pass. Allen pass. Allen run. Allen pass. Allen pass. Allen run. Allen pass. Allen pass. James Cook run, Allen pass, James Cook run, Allen pass, Allen pass, field goal attempt. They didn't take the ball out of his hands. Yep. Well, first and 10 at the 27 for one yard. That, that was the that, one. That was a tough, yes. that was a tough one. It's, it's a tough one. But again, that to me, you, like, put you behind the sticks. Yeah, we can talk about how the final drive went or how the game ended, but throughout the game, their, right. their plan was on spots where, you know, you want to maybe try and hit them for play action on something deep. They ran it 10 times on a second and favorable. And yeah. You know, well, it's just tough. It's tough. Is is that a – well, look, I mean, all that leads to the questions that are going to be arising coming up, which is, you know, Joe Brady as offensive coordinator. Do you keep him? Is he the right guy? Do you go out? Do you get somebody else? These are all questions that now need to be answered, and all of these things that you're bringing up are a part of this. So also worth mentioning players that maybe have played their last game for the Bills. I mean, we know that Gabe sure. Davis's contract is up. Hyde and Poyer speaking yesterday. It was more than just post game. It was a little bit about legacy. Jordan Poyer talking about when he and Micah Hyde met the year before he came to Buffalo and how he used to watch Micah play because one of his old coaches said, you play like 33 on Green Bay. So, you know, there's a little bit of appreciation, a lot of bit of appreciation for them. And also a sad reality that that this era of the Bills is about to go through maybe the biggest changes yet in terms of the core of the team. Yeah, that was the uh, theme in the locker room last night. Very dejected, obviously, players. And, um, you know, a lot of them spoke about how, you know, the, it's the nature of the business, but it always just sucks that there's going to be so many changes. There always are every year. Maybe there's more this year. Nobody said that specifically. But it's just that you know that there's always changes, and these are people that you fought with and grinded with since last April. And that's going to happen. And just to let everybody know, Jordan Poyer has one year left on his contract. Micah Hyde does not. His contract's up. I don't know what his plans are. I don't know, you know, what the Bills' plans are there. Um, but you get the sense that this might have been it. And maybe it is for Jordan as well. Maybe they decide to go in a different direction at his age with one year left on his deal. Then you obviously have Gabe Davis. Um, there's guys like Dane Jackson who've been around a little bit. A.J. Epinesa, who was a higher draft pick, who's played out his four years now. Daquan Jones will be a free agent, a really nice player who really kind of came on. There's a lot of guys on this list. Um, they went out and they got Trent Sherfield, right? I mean, what for whatever, you know, he's a guy, one-year deal. Like, there's a lot of these guys who now they have to make, you know, a lot of decisions on coming up here. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. And um, 
it's going to be an interesting offseason for sure. Gabe Davis, as you mentioned. Um, I don't know. No, don't know what the plan is at wide receiver. Maybe they need a complete overhaul with the entire group. And, um, you know, how do you do that? Where where do you have the money to do that? What happens with Stephon Diggs? Well, for all the talk last year, you know, I mean, is that are we going to revisit that again? I will say this. I want, you know, to, so people know, remember last year, how the game, how the year ended with Cincinnati and the game and, you know, Diggs on the sidelines and those images and then him leaving the locker room early. I, I was, I saw him as maybe one of the last, when I left locker room, he was still there and I was there pretty late. Um, there were maybe five or six guys left and he was still there uh, sitting there. So, you know, j- just to make sure that, you know, th- there was nothing like any sort of reaction or scene we had last year. I don't know what that means. I'm not even trying to read into it myself. I just wanted to throw it out there that, you know, we don't know what the future holds for a lot of these people. Um, the Von Miller situation, both off the field and on the field, his money, his contract. These are a lot of things that are going to be answered. And I know that, you know, front office, coaching staff, special teams were not that good this year, guys. They had a really tough ending, obviously, with special teams. We know that. Um, you know, there could be staff changes coming there. I'm not even saying it's just specifically there. Position changes. There's always things like that that happen. So what's the schedule from here, Sal? Locker cleanout is when and and what today? Today, and the next eleven a.m. Exit. So meetings. it's during the extra point show. So we're gonna yeah we're gonna um so that'll be yeah exactly what happened, Jeremy. What'll happen is um the players will go through their exit meetings with their coaches in front office um, today. I, that, that's my understanding. It's how it usually works. So I shouldn't speak officially on that, but that's how it usually works on locker cleanout day, which is um we have open locker room for the media at eleven a.m. Um, that'll be during the extra point show. So, um, I'll be down there. I think Joe's going to stick around. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work, but we'll be on the air. I'll be down there and, uh, checking in on locker cleanout day. And then not exactly sure when we're going to get Brandon Bean and, or Sean McDermott. Usually it's within a few days after the season ends. So, you know, we'll keep everybody updated on that. All right. Very good. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western hotline. Thank you, Sal. You got it. Bills lose to the chiefs 27, 24. A missed kick along the way, plenty to get to, and, uh, you know, a season to pick apart. How'd it go? They were on the edge of missing the playoffs. They win the division. They fire their coordinator along the way. And uh, they end in a similar spot. <laughs> same round. Uh, very – it took the scenic route, Joe. It took the scenic route yeah. to, the, to the same spot. Uh your phone calls when we get back. We've got plenty of time here, and we'll uh, keep dipping into the phone calls for you. 803-0550, our number here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Going to roll out to his left. Nowhere to go. Fires to the end zone. And it's caught! Caught in the end zone for a touchdown! An unbelievable flick of the wrist from Josh Allen to who else? Glue hands, Khalil Shakir. He doesn't drop anything. Your electric play of the game brought to you by Town Masa and Town Hyundai. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Monday. Not so happy Monday. You know, we call it Victory Monday when they lose. We don't call it Defeat Monday. Should we? Loser Monday. (laughs) Loser Monday. Yeah. Again. Another one. 803-0550. You can give us a call if you want to talk about, you know, whatever. Anything from that game. Did you get anything out of it you didn't already think? And that's not a trap of a question that I ask. I'm, you know... Really think about it. What came out of it that you didn't already think that you now have? You have something? I I don't know on the Bills, but I have uh, thoughts on the Chiefs looking right offensively for the first time all season. Is that a function of who the Bills had out there playing? I I don't know how much I want to give credit. The Chiefs didn't play a banged-up defense all year. They didn't play a bad defense all year since the Chicago game in Week 3. Like, I don't know. The Bills are going to have defenses like that where they don't have Matt Milano's. They don't have Tredavious Whites. They don't have uh they don't have again like I'm not a, they don't have Taylor Raps out there. Mm-hmm. Like their defense isn't always going to be top 5. That's a game from a defense you're going to have. The more you have cap problems, you're going to have oh our linebackers aren't perfect. There isn't even injuries. It's just oh we don't have star players there because we can't afford it. So we've got to be, you know, just an above-average defense. The Chiefs have had defenses like that, right? The Chiefs have had defenses that didn't have injuries but were about as good as that Bills defense we've seen yesterday, and they've still won the football game yep. because they're will, they're able to outscore you. The Bills have a problem in that if their defense doesn't play great, they can't outscore the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's been that way. It's not quite, for me, what I've said in the past, which is, it's Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. You can have a defense as good as you want. They're going to get their points. This year, that wasn't even true. And they still got their points. And you weren't able to outscore them. Seven points in the second half. So, the injuries were real on defense. But, I, I don't know. I, you've got to be able to outscore them. You have to have an offense capable of doing that when you have adversity on defense. And they don't. Greg in North Tonawanda. Good morning, Craig. Morning, guys. Uh, I'd ask how are you, but it feels pretty obvious. We're all pretty dejected today. Uh, 
you know, I, I think the thing that sucks the most is I feel like if there are, you know, gods at the sports world, I feel like this season was almost being gifted to us. You know, all, all our big competition in the AFC was going down. Burrow goes down. Rodgers goes down. Deshaun Watson, if you want to consider him up there, he goes down. And we just – we couldn't get it done, you know, and it, and it sucks. You know, I know we're losing a lot of pieces this year. You know, Poyer, Hyde – well, maybe Poyer, but Hyde. And I, I guess my, my, my question is, you know, Joe Brady, he did a really good job, I think, as OC – um, you know, only losing one game in his tenure, taken over. But I didn't really see any kind of, like, sparkle. Like, you look at something like a Ben Johnson-type offense, and there's just a lot, of, a lot of motion, a lot of trickery, you know, things like that to catch the defense off guard. And I'm just wondering, like, is this really the guy? Is this just a guy who's going to run a, a complimentary offense, as Sean McDermott likes to do? I mean, I know – you know, we ran the ball really well in the first half, but I just don't I don't see this team as a ground and pound type team going forward. I don't think it's just not who we are. Uh, and I'm just curious if you guys think he deserves a full season as full OC. I'll hand up and listen. Thanks, Craig. Deserves if McDermott deserves a full season? What he said? Like Joe Brady. Joe Brady, sorry, yeah, obviously. Um I don't think there's any getting around that he's going to get it. You know, the yeah. thing about running the ball and whatever, I mean, we've we've done this. We've gone round and round before. It's always the thing that I get to. They ran it really well in the first half. I would not dispute that. I would not dispute it at all. But for me, I don't understand why running it amazingly for, let's say you run for five yards a carry. That mm-hmm. is dominating. Six yards a carry. Dominating. Yep. If you pass it for six yards per, car- per attempt, you stink. <laughs> right. Like, what right. are the returns on being really good at running? Less possessions. Fewer possessions. The Bills in the first half looked great running the football. And where did it get them? A four-point lead with one more possession than Kansas City. Right. And then what did the Chiefs do with the opening dro- their opening possession? They were ahead of you. You ran it so well that on even possessions, you were losing. Like, how dominant? I, I, I don't understand it. You could run for 200 yards, and it's wow imposed your will you pass for 200 yards and it's get zach wilson off the field that guy stinks 200 yards passing josh allen threw for 186 186 16 completions behind the line of scrimmage what on earth happened they played that game yesterday like they were the titans hosting the kansas city chiefs absolutely like they had ryan Tannehill at quarterback if you maybe that makes sense and maybe it'll make more make more sense to me tomorrow or wednesday or thursday or in two months if you think, man, I got a, I got a banged up defense. It's going to be really tough for them. The thing I want to do is then rein my offense in. That's because I'm afraid of what? Well, is it you're is afraid it, Allen's going to throw an interception if you get too loosey goosey? I don't know. It's the defense, but it's also that it, it might be that they know they don't have the horses to play that way. Like they have to rein their offense in because what? What's the alternative? They're going to throw the ball down the field to Trent Sherfield. Like, they don't have the receivers to do it. and But that's their own doing. Sure. Right? That's their own doing that they got to a point where even if they had the thought of, hey, we'd like to open this up. Oh, we can't do it. We don't have the guys to do it. That's your. That's their fault that they arrived at that point. No Gabe Davis. Okay. But one guy goes out who had five games in the second half of the year with zero catches and... They they just they don't they can't do what the Chiefs did with Marquez Veldez Scantling out there. It's 
It's a team that has Latavius Murray getting four targets. Right. Latavius Murray is routinely getting targets like, I don't know, any other receiver on the roster could. Anybody else. Like, my biggest problem is, as much as the conservative nature that they had, I think really hurt them in spots in that game yesterday, my biggest problem is, I don't know, I don't have a lot of confidence that if they opened it up, they would have been able to keep up. No, probably not. That if they went shotgun and they went 11 personnel and they were going to throw the ball 75% of the time in that game and let Allen cook, that what what would that have meant? It would have meant Allen was scrambling all the time because nobody's getting open. And that's their, again, that is their own doing, that they arrived at that point where I, I'm watching that game. I don't have confidence in their past game to light it up. The, the game that we just mentioned, the only game in the second half of the year when Joe Brady took over where they really blew out the opponent was a game where they ran the ball, and it was like the first time we've ever seen it. It's like the 70s that they ran the ball like that against the Cowboys. Is it a coincidence that, oh, you became more run-heavy, and the, the frequency of your blowout victories went down? Oh, yeah. You played bad teams. You didn't blow them out. But in past years, when your pass game has been the thing that, you're, that is driving your offense, you get blowouts every week, every other week. Mike in Oakville. Good morning, Mike. Hey, guys. Uh... Good morning and thanks for taking my call. Oh, and just that, Jeremy, just one thing. But the the Poyer punch out, just as they were fading the commercial, Romo goes, That's Buffalo's ball. And that's when I think Twitter probably went crazy, people at home hearing that. But uh and he was right. When I, I kept looking at the replay, it was great. But I need to bring up a few points and then ask you guys just a couple of questions. One, how do you go from being the most pass heavy team on first down? To go to the biggest, I mean, the, the heaviest run team on first down. And number two, McDermott in his post, post-game post uh, conference said, mm-hmm. um, he made a point, he said, oh, about the last drive in eight minutes, somebody asked him, is it more important to score there or manage the clock? And McDermott goes, it's more important to score there. The clock is secondary, in my opinion. And that... I don't know what that tells you guys, but that tells me he's willing to settle for a field goal. And number three, and number the other point was somebody uh, touched on digs and the drops, and he said, you know, Steph's had a great pre- uh, postseason for us. Right. And and if you if you self-proclaim yourself as him, and I'm not trying to hate on digs. I love digs. He's obviously, you know, a, a threat. And, and, yeah, maybe he was a victim of uh, limited creativity by the OC, but – you got to catch that ball, and then the and then Mike made Mike showed me a great point in the post game uh, show. He said he looked back and and put his fingers like oh that was inches apart, and the audacity of that. And I agree with Mike a hundred percent. I thought that was I was just like really dude, put your hand on your chest, own it. You drop that ball. You you keep saying you're him. You got the Jordan gloves. You want to be Mike. You want to be the vocal leader. You want to always talk. You always want to be intense. Make that catch. Yep. Thanks, Mike. I didn't see that gesture of to go back and watch the broadcast. I saw it, but I didn't know if he meant that towards Allen or if he meant close, like in like I was close. Yeah. But he he did the, the he did do the fingers. And if if I didn't know any better, the first time I would have looked at it and thought, oh, did he just? There's no, but there's no way he meant that to Allen, right? The throw was perfect. Yeah. It would be. It would be. I. I don't. Maybe he did mean that. Like you. You missed the throw just by a little bit, and I would have had it. But I would have been. If. If that is what he thought, that's crazy. Well, that ball is this, in your hands. I. I can't believe that that's what he meant because the pass was so good. Right. Who knows? 
We're, it's congratulations on a second consecutive season of us all guessing what Stefan Diggs meant with a gesture on the field. <laughs> Two years in a row. All right. I mean, I'm not going to worry about it I'm, too much. I'm less worried about that and more worried about how every time they get eliminated, the defense has successfully taken him out of the game. How is it that easy? Is that is that a receiver point too? It might be, right? Yeah. I mean, if, you it, don't you don't have a Joe, secondary option that I, they have to worry about. Shakir got dinged and left the game for a bit. And right. I mean, the thing I do for my seats, it's not healthy, but uh, they line up and it's. I'll look at the formation like, okay, who we got Hardy, Sherfield, Murray, Knox, Cook. Like that's not okay. Like, I, mm. I'll call out the names of who's on the field as a weapon for this offense. Diggs, Hardy, Sherfield, Kincaid, Murray. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. We're talking like two receivers in a fu- in a spread formation. Yeah, yeah, and one of them is like a career special teamer. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you were playing the Bills, what would you do? I would beg them to hand the ball off. Check. Did that a lot. I would cover Diggs as best I could. And, oh, he got behind me once. He dropped it. Like, the idea that you're pointing to the one throw. Okay. And Sherfield got open, couldn't come up with a couple of catches. I don't know. Rambling at this point. 803 <laughs> It's It stinks. It stinks. It's I mean, it's three years in the making of ab- absolute negligence at the position. It's incredible. They should have a stud in his second year ready to rock. Instead... We're sitting here talking about, like, wow, they have a, ga- a glaring hole at wide receiver two. Shakir can stay. They're wide receiver one. Maybe he lost a step. Maybe he, whatever, injury, can't catch anymore, whatever it is. You went from having one of the best receiving cores in the league three years ago to being just totally desperate. 803-0550. It is Buffalo Bills Football Monday. More of your calls. Chris Brown coming up at 830 as well. Yeah. You excited for the Kelsey podcast? See oh what Jason gosh. Kelsey has to say? Maybe he'll say nice things about Bill's Mafia. That's my guess. At least we'll have he, that. He probably at least, will. at least we'll have that, right? At least we'll have that. Yeah. All right. Peppa Pig was there. Peppa Pig was indeed there. That was pretty cool. So was Taylor Swift. Yep, she did show up. Mm-hmm. Good times. Bruce Smith went off script on the um, <laughs> the opener. He did. He didn't do Let's Go Buffalo. He just went with his own thing and went right into it. No, he, no did, he, he did do Let's yeah, Go he Buffalo. He didn't do the shout song. He didn't do AAAA. Yeah, right. All right. He did get to right here, right now, at least. He did. It wasn't as. It, it could have been worse. Uh, I thought he we've was, seen worse. I thought it was fine earlier in the year, specifically. We saw worse. Open line for you if you're on hold. We'll keep rolling as fast as we can. It's Buffalo Bills Football Monday on WGR. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Back to pass. Chiefs rushing four. Allen steps up in the pocket. Going to take off. Laterals out to the left side to Ty Johnson. And he's right at the first down marker. The spot's going to be important. This game could be taken away in an instant. You know, you have to enjoy each and every moment of it. I love this team. I love how resilient we were. You can sit there and say it's a failed season. A lot of up and downs that we've faced. A lot of great men that we have in this locker room. Great leaders, great husbands, great fathers. I'm proud to say that I've played with, you know, the guys in that locker room because we come into work each and every day and we have a good time. We could have called it quits early on in the season and we didn't and fought our way to get here and then we had to find a way to, to get through it. Josh Allen, Locker Room Audio, brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. 
stat of the day brought to you by Seneca Gaming in Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. The Bills' neutral pass rate under Joe Brady was 53%. That was more than five percentage points lower than under Ken Dorsey. Their pass rate under Joe Brady was lower than the New England Patriots pass rate in that stretch. Good times. Yeah, very good times. Draft order. Lock it in, folks. The the Bills will draft 28th. Is that right? Yeah. Is that low? 28th. 28th. Yeah, you're the best team of the teams that's not in the Final Four. They should have just tanked. (laughs) We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I should have just finished 6 and six and 11. Get Marvin listen, Harrison Jr. Listen. Oh, please. I'm just kidding. They, they could never get him. Maybe Who's the other guy, if you want to bring Dunze that, that if, high. If you want to bring that up, no, Roma Dunze is being mocked like fifth. You want to bring up, bring up, they should have tanked. He's <laughs> kidding, folks. I'm ha- kidding. Half kidding. Uh, let's yeah. do that on like Wednesday in a let's get stupid. Okay. All right. We'll keep, keep that in mind. 28th. I'll tell you right now, any one of you that shows me a mock draft where they take a defensive tackle. Oh, wait a minute. I think uh, Josh reminded me on the weekend we got to add someone to our, our list up here. Who was it? Was it. Uh, who cares? Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah had D-tackle. Yeah, I, I did see that. I saw that. It was Daniel Jeremiah. It was the Bills taking defensive tackle, and like every other team in the AFC took a weapon. <laughs> Perfect. It's amazing. Yep. I mean, I am afraid of them doing – I said Derrick Henry earlier, like a, a half kidding. I'm worried that they're going to lean in even more to we got to run the ball. He's literally – I hope I am dead wrong on that, but – he has the Chiefs taking a wide receiver, the pick after the Bills take a defensive tackle. Yeah. Right. And the Chargers take a receiver. I mean, there's like a million weapons in the conference, and the Bills, you know, they might take one in the second round. Man, number eight on Sports Center Top 10 was the Allen play. I hadn't seen it on TV yet, and the one angle because in the stadium for it. It is inc- that pass is incredible. He jukes a tackle in the backfield before he, like, unleashes it going across his body to Shakir. To Shakir yeah. for the touchdown. Yep. Ugh. All right, open segment. When we get back, your phone calls. Chris, Tim, Patrick, Russ, Andrew Hudson will uh, get to you. Chris Brown's going to join us as well. Bill season comes to an end. They draft 28th, and they've got lots of decisions on the salary cap. I'm going to have to learn about the cap, aren't I? <sighs> Man, Maybe. Who wants to do that? I'm going to go. I just want to live in I, the cap's not real. Can, it's just easier. I got a thought that, that matters to the cap, too. And, and like, this, is, this team's going to be so different. Yeah. 803 to join us. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Mahomes back to pass, has time, now has to roll out under pressure. Leonard Floyd can't get him. Doubling back, still gets away, and he's finally wrapped up. Dorian Williams tackles him right at the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to punt it away. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 